0: In a way, it's about an alien that comes to the planet, and he figures the best place to hide would be in an insane asylum. So he goes to the insane asylum, and he starts telling the true story. He's from another planet, this and that, so they think he's really crazy, and uh, they give him to a doctor, a physician, you know, a psychiatrist who's supposed to be the healer, but he's unhealed. (laughs) He's sicker than the alien. And then he starts hanging around with the alien. The alien has a really good story. Seems to be airtight, and all the other inmates are attracted to hanging around with the alien, and they're all starting to do better just by his presence. Yeah, and every day they start giving him pills, but he doesn't take them, and he has to walk. Goes out in the ground every day, and he walks around until he finds a certain place, and he stands still, closes his eye. That's the title: Man Facing Southwest, and he picks, picks up the frequency of his home base, so to speak. Yeah. And that gives him enough juice to deal with a day, a d- at, a d- you know, a day at a time at, with this place, how insane it is. And so, he, let's say if he sees a guy cold, he runs over the street and gives him a jacket, and the psychiatrist is writing this abnormal behavior. <laughs> he's like demonstrating basic Christian qualities, you know. And he's, they, they're thinking he's weirder and weirder because of his things. So they decide, hey, we're going to give him shots, and he can't fake the shots. So they start shooting him up with drugs and then he's he's walking around the grounds and he can't find the he can't access like the mothership in a way. So he's walking around and he can't pick up the juice and so he's getting worn out by all the suffering here and all the insanity and he gets totally debilitated being in our presence <laughs> 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 and he pretty gets sick, you know, and the whole thing. It goes. Through, it's, a, it's in a way a sad of a movie because he gets really ill, and you know it goes keeps going downhill because he can't access the juice in a way. Yeah. What's this movie called? Man facing southwest. They made a, a remake with uh, with uh, what's his name? Spacey. Yeah, Kevin Spacey called yeah. K nine, but K-9. it's totally different. K Pax. Yeah. Different, totally different movie. This other one is great. They take him to a. Uh, like an outdoor uh, uh, symphony and he takes over l- leading the band to The Ode of Joy by Beethoven it's pretty schmaltzy but it's great everyone's getting up and they are in so much joy just by, he invigorated everyone without doing a damn thing Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, beautiful. yeah, so what I was saying in the beginning was with, in recovery talking about the principles one of the main statements of recovery is they ask you a question, and they go, why are you in so much fear today? Which is a damn good question. Yeah? And he doesn't let you answer, or the book would have been about 1,200 pages instead of 164 <laughs> pages, because we all think we know why, but it doesn't, it doesn't change anything in a sense. You know? So he says, isn't it because self-reliance has failed us? Yeah? Now, that's a principle, he's stating. So all you need is a few samples of how it's failed you and then the mind can expand that it's a failed system and what it's caught co- what's causing it to have so much influence in in your life or in the life is your reliance on it. The system isn't producing anything without the juice of being able to produce which is you. Yeah. So in a way we came. I came in recovery and I had to admit my life was unmanageable, but after a little bit of time in recovery, I realized why my life was unmanageable is because I was managing it. <laughs> it was my managing that caused it to seem to be unmanageable. It didn't have that nature. It's just what is. But it seemed to not work when I was working it. <laughs> so the principles instead of turning my light on everything else, would keep turning it back on me, the proverbial me. And so let's say if you're relying on self, so a lot of people think fear is the cause of many, many things. Yeah? So in recovery, they say fear is the, uh, fear is the activator of character defects. Yeah? And then character defects uh, put, uh, produce behavior, and behavior produces consequences, and so on and so forth. Yeah? And yet, so everyone's trying to work on the fear, but they don't realize that fear. the fear grows in another Petri dish called Reliance on Self. Yeah? We think that all the stuff that's happening is based on fear, but what's the fear based on? Most people think that that's the end of the line. But in that view, it isn't. It's the second step. The first one is Reliance on Self. Yeah? Now, if you look at Reliance on Self what would be one of the highest forms of reliance on self that you could ever reach, which be, would be becoming identified with what you are relying on? So in my view of recovery, it is an obsession with self. I think that's an activity the, mental, the conditional mind does to reinforce the real dilemma, which is identification as a self. Yeah? And when I say, I think I said it last night, identification as a self, they're not the verb and noun it's just a verb identification as a self yeah there's no noun to be identified as you can only seem to be identified as it because it's actually an activity it's not a thing yeah so you can't become what can only appear to be you can only seem to be yeah so if you look at it this way all right so the root of the dilemma in my life or which what 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 provides the biggest petri dish of all is my mind's, addicted, uh, my mind's addiction to this idea of being a self. Yeah? And because it can't actually complete the mission, it's always going to be thwarted, the desire to be a self, because it, it's something inherently other than that. Yeah, You want to call it spirit or awareness or whatever. Some, all those things can only point, but it's something other than a self. So it's never going to succeed. So it's desiring to become and then the trick of the selfing is it already assumes that you are something that it doesn't want you to be. Yeah? So let's say you feel you're a loser and so you don't want to be that so you're constantly the mind is constantly agitated to to unbecome what it thinks it is and then to become what it thinks it's not. <laughs> and it can't succeed in either movement. What happens if you have a thwarted desire for a long time? You're gonna get freaking relief. You're gonna eat a whole lot of ice cream or watch a lot of movies or uh what is that show? Some what's the one, C S. I Miami, New York, and they have like 20, thirty of them. They don't have one in Toronto, C S I yeah, Toronto. Whatever. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Those things would come from that first cause, which is the conditional mind's addiction to this idea of being a self, because it can never be fulfilled. When I was doing drugs, I used to shoot up coke, one of them, and I'll tell you, I never had a day where I shut up coke, and I said, thank you, coke, that's more than enough, you know? And then I gave all my coke away to other people, and I was satiated, never to go back to that, that use, because it had done the job. No addictions never reach satisfaction. Yeah, they're just an engine that's spinning out of control. And in a, in a weird way, the more you do, yeah, the less satisfied you are, and the more the more seeking occurs. So, all other addictions, I believe, stem from this first addiction, which is the conditional mind's addiction to this idea, which is all it is. It cannot reach reality. It can only seem to be so to reality, which you and I are. This idea of being a self, a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Yes, this the assumed alpha and the omega, the assumed doer and the haver, and the thinker and the feeler. Yeah, that's the dilemma. Yeah, I don't care if you fix every other uh, every other of the other steps. The first set, step sets the direction of your journey. Yeah. It's not going to be corrected by taking ten thousand steps in the wrong direction. Yeah? The only place is to see where it seemed to occur. Because at that point it never happened. Yeah? If it gets time and space to progress in, it really seems like it's happened. Yeah? And now it has tons of tributaries. You have family of origin problem, kinds of stuff. It just morphs in so many ways. But if you take it back, the father, father, you take it back, it doesn't, it never, ever happened. That's the solution. It never came to be so. It only came to be seemingly so to what is so, which is you and I. How could something seem so real and then not seem real tomorrow and then seem real again the next day? You must be, be the reality that's giving it that meaning. Where would it get the meaning of reality from? Unless it gets it from reality. This isn't a passive spiritual activity where you just grin and bear it and, you know, try to accept what seems totally intolerable to you. Use this philosophy of I'm not that when you're feeling like that completely. You know what I mean? It's like your house is on fire and you keep chanting there is no house and there is no fire when you need a pail of water. Yeah, it's unbelievable. In Course in Miracles, they're talking about it as level confusion. So your mind is manifesting on a lot of different levels all during the day. And if it's manifesting on a consequential level and you try to use a philosophical answer from another level, it ain't going to hold water. Yeah. Some of the angriest people I ever met were, were thinking they were non-people. <laughs> they were so pissed they didn't get it. <laughs> they were ready to blow. If, it was, if, it was, if they weren't so socially constrained at the satsangs, they'd be fucking throwing them. <laughs> They've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> t- <laughs> this is, so what would happen at the inception if it was seen, seen that there was no conception? There was just an inception, an idea, right? That took our juice in a way, or our juice was given to it, and by that juice, it got to manifest in a seeming like mushroom cloud. Yeah? What would happen if you saw it prior to that activity? You would see what you truly are. You, maybe you would sense it as a pause, or like a, in AA we call it a pause. It's beautiful. The mind just stops. The selfing, the linear story gets interrupted. And then you get a vertical insertion of what's always so. And then that vertical insertion amazingly affects the whole linear line, yeah? It totally weakens your, your your making the past so real and totally weakens your freaking belief in the future. And therefore, your interest and attention that's been wedded to all these crazy ideas in a natural way just comes back to the only point there ever was. And now your interest and attention is enriching you this day instead of driving you crazy Entertaining yesterday and tomorrow. Yeah. But you can't produce that. Yeah. How can a product of time, the sense of self, produce timelessness? It's freaking impossible. You realize you're not that product, and what dawns on you, you are a, of a timeless nature. Yeah. You're not trying to adapt the timeless nature to a timed nature. You realize there is there was never a timed nature. All there is is timelessness. Yeah. Inserting itself into the story of time. It has a very powerful effect here. For me, it translates into a traveling lighter. And after that's happened for a while, all my desires for uh, transcendence and all these enlightenments all got dismissed. Because all you want is some freaking satisfaction. A certain contentment where you are right now. Yeah? If you had that, you would see all these pursuits would probably stop pretty quickly. And now instead of your life being a a drive to achieve, it would be a moment to express. It's a totally different way to go. Yeah. You would honor this moment seriously enough to be here and to attend to it, not use it as a stepping stone to a better one or a place to sit and reflect on a better one in the past. Yeah, you would rest here and then you'd see that the mental currents of time trying to pull you back and this and that but you'd be securely anchored in the only thing that's going on you'd be sensing the present yeah? not as an experience you thought you had or an experience you hope you have but an event right now yeah? here's the pause right now that's it mm-hmm. and you don't even have to rest there. All it is is rest. It's its natural quality. So, so like that statement abiding in the truth. There's no effort to abide in the truth. There's a recognition. Yeah? <laughs> there's no effort at all. If there's any efforting, it's what you're not trying to abide in the truth. And the truth will set it free, that you're not that. Yeah. And it's that's that. It's not oh I caught it on a good day when it wasn't so. No, it's not so. Yeah. If it if it reveals itself not to be so just maybe once in your life, you can pretty much guarantee it's never been so. (laughs) Why do you you may want to go through hundreds of experiences and realizations but you get it over with in one, one event, your mind can expand on it. Just like they used to say, you can see the whole ocean by, with one drop of water. That's mind, yeah? Mind sees something, it can expand, yeah? It just doesn't make it, it doesn't localize it. Oh, it happened because I was in a perfect setting. No, it didn't, yeah? What you think is happening has never happened. And what you think isn't happening is happening all the time, yeah? It's hard to recognize because it never stopped happening. It's like when something's always so, you never recognize it. It's like how how much how much does the fish recognize it's in water? Probably not at all. It sees clams and kelp and everything like that and big sharks, but it probably has no idea of the milieu it's in until it gets pulled out of it and then it's flipping out, yeah, it's flapping on that deck like crazy, wanting to get back in it, yeah. We're all of us, wet as hell, looking to get wet. Not all the way wet. We want to have an experience of wet, but it's sure that we still stay dry. But we want to have some experiences of wet. We want to be sort of wet. (laughs) Not all at once, but sort of. But always refer back to the dryness. That's why it becomes an interpretation. It's... Everything is fucking stale because it's stale. Yeah. Everything's been neutered. Your mind has made it something to fit into its little mail slot. The package that life offers is too big for that fucking slot. Yeah. you got to take the door off the hinges <laughs> to receive it. Yeah. Or well, you realize there is no door, basically. Yeah. So last night we explained in a way, this is, see, what I am sharing now became alive to me after something occurred, yeah? And when that something occurred, I realized that it's always been occurring. So I can't put a a date on it or anything like that because that would be limiting it, unbelievably. And freedom isn't an event, it's an activity, yeah? You're being free or you're seemingly being bound. You're, in a sense, dying to the self or as the self. At every moment, yeah. Dying to the self is, you're not driven by the thought system anymore. Yeah? That's not how your life is being navigated. When you're dying as the self, you're devoted to the thought system. Yes? You worship it. And it's your faith in the thought system that gives it power. Yeah? It's like everyone in this room has tons of faith. It's an activity of of mind in manifestation. But what's important is the what vehicle it's put in Yeah, if it's put in the thought system that it, which is a failed system that faith is going to produce tons of anxiety in your life and mostly from the fields of what's not happening it's always, always going to be about there and then yes? and how can you respond to what's not happening the only way you can respond to it is realize it's not happening and how long does that take how long does it take to realize something's not happening, not long at all yeah, If I was a therapist and my my profession, my uh, my little niche would be working on the fears produced by what's not happening, I could have about 800 uh, appointments in the day. They'd sign up for an hour, they'd walk in, they'd start complaining about what wasn't happening, they'd say, it's not happening.
1: <laughs>
0: but let's talk why, it's not happening, <laughs> bye, see you next person. Every, it'd be like a minute long. 150 bucks, I'd be rich as hell in like two weeks. Yeah, That's the only solution to what's not happening is seeing that it's not happening. What more do you need to do? The, any, if you did anything about it, it would affirm that it was happening. Wouldn't it? And what would be affirming it? You! It can't affirm itself. It has to get the affirmation from you. You're the only reality here. It can't, what's false couldn't can't couldn't shop for reality if you put it right in the aisle of reality. Yeah, It has no idea of it. But what's real can make something seem to be real Yeah, in time. We can't make it real, but we can make it seem to be real, and we can stretch it out maybe for 80 years or so. It can't go for eternity, but it can go pretty good for 80, 90 years, maybe 40, 50 years, yeah. Because what's real is giving it the meaning of being real. But whatever appears can never ever reach reality. It can only appear to be so. That's the solution. The more there's resting in the reality, the less what isn't real appears to be so. Yeah. You're not lending the reality. This isn't like a lending window. The reality isn't being lent out to everything anymore. The reality is, being, is, is resting in the reality. Yeah, It finally found a place where he can rest his head that isn't coming and going. Yeah. And I found that he got quite interested in just staying there. Yeah. And I have plenty of attention and interest to deal with whatever a day brings, but every day there's the resting in that, which is always so. What more reliability is there? What more reliability is there than what's always sown? And then it's like uh, you take a plant like this, let's say it's a rose bush, and it's in it's in a pot with very little soil, hasn't gotten much light, not much water, and the rose bush is self-centered. Yeah, you know? so it's not blooming, and so it's looking around at everything else that's blooming, and it's saying, why is? I'm fucking a real loser as a rose bush, you know. I haven't bloomed in years and this and that, and it's bitching about its real state. Yes, but all you need to do is take it out and put it in a bigger pot with good soil, some water and light, and it's going to bloom. Yeah. It's not that it can't bloom; it's just not accessing the ability to bloom. Yeah. What's happening? Well, with us, what's going on? We're trying to look for what we're not from what we're. We're trying to look for what we are from what we're not. How's that going to occur? The only way you could ever get there is by the negating of what you're not. Yeah, seeing it not to be so. Then what would dawn on you? What so? Would it? How long would it take? No time at all. Yeah, it would just dawn on you. It's. So, it's not wake. It's not finding the truth. It's realize, realizing what. You can't have an experience of the truth. It's impossible. You, truth, the truth would have to be different than you to have an experience of it. Yeah, You are the truth. You are the way. You are the light, like Jesus said. You are that. But the, the, what we're not wants to conceptualize the truth and put it out there, as if we can go buy it and get it to make it more advantageous for us. Yeah? Instead of surrendering and abandoning yourself to the truth, you're trying to commercialize it and consume it and acquire it. You know, graft it onto your physical body and become spiritual. <laughs> I, I'm becoming spiritual. <laughs> I've had a few spiritual experiences today. I had, had an, an incredible spiritual experience in Kensington. <laughs> You've never had a spiritual experience. You're spirit experiencing everything in a way. Yeah? You're not having a spiritual experience. <laughs> would you want a little bit of a sample or the whole enchilada do you want to thrust yourself into a level of experience or do you want it to be that the everlasting state from which you live from what would you rather have it do you want to have a little experience and have a peak one and then have depression and bum outness all the while to make it look more contrasting or would you just like to be surrendered like dog shit awareness no big scenes on the cliff with the wind blowing through your hair, yeah. Just trucking around, but being exactly where you are because your mind doesn't entertain the insane possibility you could be somewhere else. It's given it up. It gave up the ghost. Yeah, And then you go back in a way like you were when you were a kid. When I was a kid, I wasn't in an abusive situation. When I was playing, I wasn't worrying about will I be playing next week because time hadn't set in yet. I was only in that day. I didn't care if I had Gap clothes on or anything. I'd rather have no clothes on. You know what I mean? I wasn't walking around my house thinking my bedroom was too small and my mother was ugly. None of that. My mother been, could have been obese and I would have loved her just as much if she was a fucking queen. Yeah. You know what I mean? All that was so beautiful. And I wasn't looking for retreats or meditation programs. You know, Nothing was moving me to seek at the time. <laughs> I played with the same 13 plastic soldiers with Wayne Griffith for three years in a row (laughs) underneath an apple tree every day with 13 men. (laughs) You know what I mean? Our minds just free-ranging every day. (laughs) You know what I mean? What happened? Somehow I grew into a different state. Something that hadn't developed yet developed and it started producing this sense of self. And that was what, that suddenly became the object that my mind thought about all the time was this mental idea that I'm a someone, yeah? And of course, there was a lot of fault found in that someone. And a lot of irritability and restlessness kicked in. And I had this really weird state. I became uncomfortable in my own skin when I was like six and seven years old. That's freaking insane, you know? It's the only skin you're going to seem to appear in. To be uncomfortable in it, that's not a good start of the day, yeah? And that became a state. I was uncomfortable, irritable, restless, and discontent. And I was dry, just waiting to get relief. And I found it through drugs and alcohol. At least temporary relief. And I went for it. And I just got as loaded as I could. As long as I could. And held, you know, the type that I became was I was willing to pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now. That's what I did. Got arrested, run over by a car twice in one night. Tons of shit happened to me. And as soon as I got better, I got loaded again. It seemed like nothing was going to stop it. And it wasn't even, we talk about bottoms, I lived on bottoms. I furnished them, invited you over. (laughs) I did. And then I'd get evicted from that bottom, and I could not believe how low I could go. It just kept getting lower. And there seemed seemed to be no end in sight. And I was just a regular day at the office one day. I was loaded, and I wanted to get high. To me, the drinking kept me loaded, and I was looking to get high, you know, on some drugs. And something happened. I was sitting in a trailer. I always tell this story when I come to Toronto for some reason. I was sitting in a trailer with this guy I didn't know. He had a big bulbous uh, nose and varicose veins on his face. And I looked at him. I said, this guy's a bum, you know. But he was looking back at me like I was a bum. And that was the moment of clarity. Something occurred. I was drinking this cheap Royal Gate vodka. And that was the last drink I ever had so far, 25 years later. My head, something stopped the selfing. I didn't know it was possible because it had always seemed to be streaming. Suddenly it stopped sufficiently for about five minutes, and my mind was vacant. Yeah, I was like in a pause. And then download, information downloaded, and it told me to get leave that trailer and I'd go to a phone, call up this thing, and circumstances conspired in a day to bring me to my first recovery meeting. Yeah, I wasn't looking for it. I'd given up all hope. I swear to God, I had. I was settling into that destiny of parking in front of, you know, jails, institutions, and death until I got a ticket <laughs> there. And suddenly something happened. And the information led me to have a lot of circumstances that brought me great fortune to occur. And it hasn't stopped. So that demonstration was like a portal. Could you imagine turning and looking towards the portal? open up to that thing that demonstrated in the biggest aspect of your life active alcoholism and addiction and shifted it in one day and I haven't drank and used since what more convincing would someone need I would say that's a pretty damn giant demonstration of grace in someone's life especially where I had given up all hope I was just I was just hunkering down to get it I was wanted to stay high until I went to jail again or died yet something had a different plan do I need any more convincing in this life? I've seen the power of grace demonstrate here can you imagine in its imminent state what it is? so I think it was 11 years in sobriety I heard this message from a talk similar to this the lady was much prettier than I was I think but and uh, I heard it, what she said, and it was like an unspoken yes. And I just entertained what what my mind opened up to. More and more possibilities became possible that were impossible just the day before. And I just entertained it, and my mind shifted enough where I got a true sense I wasn't a body, Yeah. And that's the way the mind fixes the reference of being a self, is the body identification. It's a difficult one to overcome. It's fit in a way, because if if you're identified as a body, you don't know you're identified as a body. You only know it if the identification is broken. Yeah? And you realize that was what was going on. And I don't know what could bring that about as an event. I think it's our prior condition. Yeah, But to break the identification, I don't know, I'd call it grace. But then... When that happened, I sensed that I wasn't that, and that opened me up to all that I am. Yeah? Because I stopped trying to become it as that, I realized I wasn't this, and then it, that opened me up to all that I am. Yeah? Before, I was trying to get all that I am as this. Yeah? Which wasn't working, and it will never work. But when I saw I wasn't this, I opened up to all that I am. And then from then on, downloads occurred and the entertaining hasn't stopped because what your mind is constantly entertaining is what it is, all the time. Yeah? It's like seeing. If if there was seeing and it never alighted on any object, what would happen? It would be infinitely seen. It would never come and touch an object to create the experience of seer and seeing. Yeah? It would just be seeing. That's what we are, is that seeing. Yeah? The mind is verbing, and it never comes upon a noun, the verb to or the verb from, yeah? It's just verbing. So you're seeing infinitely. The mind is seeing, like, like Jesus says, if your eye be single, your body is full of light. It's quite like that in a weird way, yeah? You're just seeing, <coughs> and there's a big sense of space in the event, because that's what's truly so, what doesn't appear to be so. The space that all the appearances that seem to be so occur in, that's what's so, is that space. And that space isn't something that I'm witnessing. I and you are that space. We are the context that's allowing all the context to come and go in. We are that. Would you imagine if you entertained it a little or a lot, what magical transformations could occur in your life? Find out. I have faith in the mind that's sitting there. Find out. Entertain it. You don't have to swim every inch of the ocean. You just dive into one drop and you'll get the sense of the whole ocean. This is the drop. Dive into it. sense it, yeah? in the room? yeah how could that be produced? it just gets uncovered by satsang, yeah? it's not produced, it's always vibrating but our attention and interest isn't landing there yeah? the satsang allows it to become obvious it's like all of us as a fish realize we're in the water. Yeah? And then all the stories of being dry and very dry and somewhat dry, <laughs> all the different degrees don't make something less or more so. They're all unso. Yeah? You've never not been wet. It's that old Zen statement of, you know, I'm like a man standing by the river selling water. It's sort of funny, yeah? And it's this one teacher said it once. I really like. It's even funny. He says, "I'm like a man standing in the river selling water." <laughs> <laughs> so for us to get the water, we're in the water, <laughs> and then we're buying water. <laughs> just because it's bottled, and it's from it's twenty thousand years old from the Himalayas, it's just water, and you're it. <laughs> How much more wet can you be by pouring water on wetness? (laughs) You're completely wet. You can't get more wet. (laughs) You can wet a lot of other things, but you can't get more wet. books, How to Get Into the Moment. (laughs) I love that one. How to Get Into the Moment, and the second edition, How to Really Get Into the Moment. (laughs) Does anyone ever read of one of those books completely? No, No. never. (laughs) But they want to buy the third edition, How to Really, Really Get Into the Moment, all based on an assumption that's insane, that you could be out of a moment. You've never been out of any moment, ever. There isn't a moment without you. Without the awareness of the moment, there ain't no moment. And you're the bringer of the awareness. The moment isn't bringing you awareness. Yeah? It's not going... <laughs> you're, giving, you're bringing the awareness to it. yeah. And then, the funniest thing is we're trying to get out of something we've never been in. The sense of self. That's why it doesn't succeed. That's why you're here probably tonight. I'm sure many people in this room have tried a lot of methods... And in a sense, they must have failed or you were here. Unless you're like sadistic or something. You want to come here, masochistic. Yeah? Or there's good gluten-free desserts that I never get to. Because all of you eat them all before the talk is over. And I've never seen one gluten-free dessert in all the years I come here. And they buy them because I'm (laughs) gluten-free. Why do you think it hasn't worked getting out of self? Because you're not in it. Yeah, this trying to get out of self, the best it can do is by its failure show you you are never in what you're trying to get out of. Yeah, what would the mind do? It would snap to attention and not spend any more fucking time trying to get out of what it can't be in, nor trying to get into what it can't be out of. Yeah, if you want to have the experience of being in the moment. Have the hit that you cannot possibly be out of a moment. That translates into an experience of being in the moment. It will enrich your experience. You will have the experience that you think you would have by getting in the moment. You have it by realizing you can't be out of the moment. Yeah, And it doesn't have an opposite. It cuts the whole dualistic expression out. Yeah, If you're connected, you're going to be disconnected. If you believe you achieve something, you believe you can lose it. Yeah, it's not fucking worth having. It's not. You're caught by that dualism. But this is cuts that to the thing. It's like, oh, I'm not that, and then it's not like, but I'm that, no. It stops at I'm not that and that's that's that. It doesn't spring and go the other way. Now I'm gonna find what I am. I found what I'm not, I'm gonna find no. It stops at that. Yeah? It stops. It cuts the whole dualistic slinky thing off. The slinky goes like this and never never uh, hits the crescendo to pull the other side over. Yeah? I don't believe I achieved this, so therefore I can't lose it. I don't believe I have it, therefore I can't lose it. Yes? It negates, it cuts the whole dualistic experience here. Yeah? Which people have. I've seen people create so much suffering or make so much suffering because they had an awakening and now they feel they've lost it. Yeah, and they're going 800 satsangs because they once had it Yeah, and therefore because of the idea of feeling like they had it they're also open to the real, real sense of feeling that they've lost it if you never had it you never lose it if you never got it you can never lose it yeah it cuts the whole mind off and what are you left when the linear story of the activity of mind stops timelessness, and every fucking solution that's worth its salt, its main quality is timelessness, it's not a production, it's not a process it's not an achievement it's a sudden insertion of that into the linear story yeah My my girlfriend, her kids, they got the concept of what's not happening super easily. They use it on their mother now all the time. When she starts talking, that's not happening, Mom. And it isn't. So she has to live up to the words. But it's such a simple thing. And I'll tell you, the amount of suffering you'll be relieved of is mind-boggling. It really is. You'll see how much your mind is preoccupied in time. Yeah? And only using this this opportunity to think about time. And to think through time. Yeah. It's the same thing with thoughts. If you if you could just question not the thoughts but the mind, yeah, that sense that implies that you're the thinker of every thought. Every thought is held by a sense of mind, yeah. They're either about me, or I'm the thinker of them. That's the bonding mechanism. The thoughts just facilitate that. Yeah. The thoughts don't produce the bonding. The bonding is the identification as being the thinker. Yeah. And then every thought that's held as the thinker of it, that's how it's bonding you. So it uses the thoughts to facilitate the bonding, or the bondage of self. It's not a, you. You're not bonded, but you appear to be bonded. Yeah by the constant repetition of the thought system that I'm the doer, I'm the haver, I was there, I'm going to be there, I'm, I'm here now. All that stuff. Yeah. Same thing with feelings. The mind put in front of the feelings, now the feelings are used to facilitate right, the mind being bound by the conditional mind into believing it's a self. Yes. So everything that's brought to us by conscious contact Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching is now being used by a mental process to facilitate the bonding. Yeah? So every time there's seeing, the emphasis is on the seer and the seeing. The seeing gets totally forgotten and the nouns get totally emphasized. That's the facilitation of seeing. Hearing is the hearer and heard. That's the facilitation of hearing to bond you to the idea of being a self. Thinking, thinker, and what's thought about. That's the facilitation. Yeah? The thoughts do not bind you. The feelings do not bind you. They're used by the conditional mind to bind you. They facilitate an event. And the event is constantly reoccurring all day. Because you cannot be bound, but you can seem to be bound. Yeah. If it's applied enough, you don't see the gap where the glue cannot apply. Spirit is like water and oil. Water and oil cannot be bonded. Yeah. But if it's like this... All the time, it will seem like it's so. It's like if you ever see a helicopter thing, and it's moving so fast, it seems like it's one thing. Yeah? The movement makes a whole different image, like a whole object, because it's moving so fast. Or when you have a film, and they they show the thing so fast, it looks like a moving picture. You know, a guy used to do that when I was a kid. He'd draw a different animated thing on each page, and then go like this with the page. And it would come to life, yeah? Because of the speed of the... That's what mind's doing. So it's applying a glue that can never bind. But it can seem to bind. Yeah? And the glue has to be applied every day. That's what's happening. In you're in the dialogue. That's its main agenda. Its main agenda is to a place to make the centeredness of life self-centered. Yeah? You're going to be either one, either centered or self-centered. It wants to move from centered into self-centered. Yeah, it wants to move from life is happening to life is happening to me. It wants to move from this moment into time. Yeah, so I can remember myself then. I can remember myself by thinking about me in the future, and therefore I remember now that I'm a sense of I have that sense of self. So when every action occurs, there's a feeling I'm doing it. Yes, when that feeling is produced. It's not a natural reaction. It's been produced. Yeah, You can easily see an action with not tagging the actor to it. Easily. It's actually much easier to travel that way. Just to see the action happening and not tag it, not put a fucking tail on the donkey and say, I'm the actor. Yeah, That's an addition, a mental addition that we don't even see it being added anymore. We're starting at the end of a process the feeling of being you has been produced and reinforced over and over and over again. Where you start is prior to it. And you have the ability to see from there instead of seeing from here. If, you, if, you, if you're not seeing from here, you'll see it being built. and You realize all it can do is point, and then the mind doesn't make a leap into what it thinks is being pointed at. This is a big freaking idea sense of self. It'll see the pointing, but it will never make the leap anymore. And you'll be freed from what? The bondage of self, because it's an activity. Yeah? You're not freed in one day, one event, nineteen eighty three I was freed. It's usually a freeing all day. You just don't buy into the binding. Yeah? You have the eyes to see and the ears to hear now. And then life goes on. So
1: why is uh, the mind so addicted to the sense
0: of self I don't know, I don't care really why I just see it that way because that's what happens yeah I mean I was drawn my addiction to get out of self led me to drugs and I'll tell you man I would do anything to get drugs. I would match my devotion to drugs with any spiritual devotee in the annals of spirituality. I gave everything over to it. Prostituted myself. Took everything I could get from you and gave it to it. I didn't give a shit what happened to me as long as I could get high. That's a fucking pretty strong power. yeah. And never got relief from the acquiring of drugs. Got temporary relief. And even recovery doesn't give me ultimate relief, because recovery of, from alcoholism happens after the first addiction, which is identification of self. So people can get recovered from alcoholism, and yet they still have a strong feeling of being the doer. Even when it says in our first step that we were powerless over alcohol. So basically, when I was loaded, it was like dancing with a gorilla. I was, what, the dance wasn't going to stop until the gorilla wanted to stop. Yet, the guilt and shame for the behavior I seem to have done when I was loaded, my mind still claims and harvests a lot of guilt and shame from Ken. So, the real solution, the real solution to the real problem is that identification of self. That's where you get relief. That's where you can truly live the first step, because you see that the mind, you are powerless, that you were going to do whatever you needed to get what you needed, because you were taken over by that parasite, Yeah. So now you're freed from the guilt and shame of your past events. Yeah? That branch that they're resting on gets removed. They have no place to land. You have to give them the place to land. You have to, make, you have to afford the place for guilt and shame to rest. Yeah? And that's based on a belief that you take to be so, that you're the doer. Yeah? Even though it says you were powerless every time you drank or shot drugs... All bets are off, you still harvest guilt and shame for those behaviors. Yeah? No matter how much you do about, oh, I forgiveness and stuff, because the primary disease hasn't been seen. You're identified as a self. The mind is. So, this for me, if this isn't a path of illumination, but it'll illuminate whatever path in life you're on, like I'm in recovery, in the the community of recovery. And this is illuminated greatly. I didn't need another path. I already had a path. I already lived a, a way of life. But it was a great illumination to that way of life. Yeah? Because I am the light. I wasn't seeking for a source of light. I realized I am the source of light. Yeah? I mean, literally. And it became act- applicable during my days. Yeah? I didn't need to read eight hundred pages of scriptures. I was a living scripture. I saw those some of those statements come to life that I had thought about so often in the past. They came they had so much breath and weight because they were reinvigorated with the fucking truth of it, yeah.
1: So when you talk about grace coming into um, that that sounds like <coughs> two things, you and grace, like a separate thing, but... I you know, it but it really isn't. It's easy.
0: just mind, yeah. We have the language, so you're mm-hmm. calling us a you, yeah. I'm not going to spend time trying not to use a, you know, a personal pronoun or anything. So the grace is really... The grace is an have. aspect of mind, yes. All there is is mind, yeah? All there is is mind. Big M, mind. All there is is that, yes? So... The mind can appear to be something that it isn't, but it's still the mind appearing to be that. Yeah. And the mind is what's giving reality to everything. Now, that we're in the act of giving reality to things all day. It would be nice to turn that ability onto reality itself. Why not give reality to reality instead of giving reality to what's not happening and all the concerns and worries about the past and the future? Because they'll produce effects now in your life. You are the reason why they can produce effects. How can a, something from nothing, from nowhere, from nothing that's not happening, how it can have an effect to affect you? You give it the meaning it has, yeah? Could you imagine if you turn that reality giving meaning over to reality? See what would happen? You would be in a point of finding out, it would be revelatory, what's actually happening here, Yeah? You have the ability, you're giving meaning to everything all day, why not give meaning to that, right? <laughs> you know, you've made things that weren't real, seem so freaking real, can you imagine if you put that ability of making things real to reality? Find out what it's going to be like. You Maybe able to enjoy peace of mind and all those things, yeah?
1: Monday morning comes, though, and the alarm clock goes, and you're sucked back into it, you know? No, you're not,
0: because you're here right well, now, it's like Friday. The thing is, I can, yeah, <laughs> I
1: conceptualize that I'm not the body, right? That that I'm, this is not me, you know? But we're dragged back into it, you know? Like, Monday morning, don't, you go to work. Don't talk and, for all of us. Well, no, <laughs> that's true, I, of course. I, but, yeah, uh, but you
0: see here, just now, you're at this moment, Yeah. And see how the mind values Monday more? Yeah. Yes, this this is what we're trying to talk about. See the principle. See this failedness of the system. Here you are in a possibility now, and you're negating it by entertaining it will be impossible on Monday. (laughs) Yeah. Yet it's possible right now. Why not just (laughs) go with the possibility now instead of it will be impossible on Monday? (laughs) it's It's a world that worships the self. (laughs) Right. <laughs> yeah. you know, it, and it's uh... there is no world really. It's, it's mind is worshipping, yeah, and mind can get over the worshipping of self. It can. It may just be open to hearing a possibility, and that may be the that may be the the the, the last round's bell of the little fight with self. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happened with me. I could not entertain being free. I was entertaining a lot about being free as self. I was. I did a lot of fucking spiritual practices before and after I got sober. Yeah, when I was younger, I was with a guru, and then I got loaded, and then I went went back to that kind of life afterwards when I got sober. Yeah, I was. But the point is, I was trying to be free as what I'm not. Yeah, which is never going to succeed. I was trying to be free as a self, which is the it's synonymous with bonding <laughs> or being bound. Yeah. <laughs> As soon as I saw, entertain the idea, just like this message, that I may not be that, yeah? The next thing my mind entertained is I can be free of it. It could not go to I can be free of it until I saw I may not be it. It could go to I can be free as it, which it spent years living from, yeah? But it didn't, I, until I entertain I may not be that, then it entertained in a very appropriate manner I can be free from it, yeah? And at that point, what was impossible the day before became obviously very possible at that moment. Yeah. And then it was like your head was in the tiger's mouth. It was a done deal. Because you woke up. Yeah. You weren't trying to be free as what you're not. You realize the freedom comes from being free from what that what you're not. Yeah. Not as. Why do you think you're getting so much therapy and everything? You're taking yourself. You're taking to be that, and it's like trying to win over a fucking parasitical natured thing. It's it's like taking a whole, you know you're nice to a snake and you bathe it and you put it into a nice shoebox with a nice blanket, and two days later it bites you, and you're really fucking surprised. And you know why did you bite me, Mister Snake? I'm a snake. Yeah, a parasitical movement of mind is going to be a paras- parasitical movement of mind. It will try to take advantage of anything it comes in contact with. Spirituality, this or that. It will glom onto it, morph itself into it or surround itself with it and make it something. That's what it does. If you recognize that, you can have one experience of it or go through 800 experience of it. But the same principle is revealed in the first experience and then throughout the 800 ones. Your mind can get it yeah, and then be done with it. All right. I know it's a failed system. That was, very, that was a, a rude awakening. Every time I rely on it and I expect different results, that's insanity. Because it's going to be true to its nature. It's going to fail. <laughs> yeah. It's like you realize you're on a dead horse. You know, What more do you need to get up? You know, you're not gonna resus- try to res- You're not gonna keep whipping it. You realize that's not working. You're probably not gonna give it mouth to mouth. You just get up. You know what I mean? Don't. I hate you, horse. No, there's no need for that. You just get up, move on. Yeah, there's plenty of live horses running by. Grab onto one. Yeah. So you move from self-centeredness to centeredness, and it's 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 a distance of no distance. Yeah. In other words, you see that you never were self-centered. It, it could never possibly be so. It can only seem to be so. Therefore, it's not. And then what's so becomes obvious. It doesn't take time. It sort of like rushes in. It's like if you open up the shade and the light seems to rush in. It didn't take any time for the light to come in. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, the light's really slow. I'm sitting there. It's, I'm, it took like five minutes to go one inch, and I'm waiting. No, it's six o'clock, and my whole right my room is still not lit. No, yeah, like that, like suddenly. Yeah. Yes.
1: Did it take um, some kind of a crisis or great dark depression or something for you to come to realize that you're not that?
0: No, I had my crisis. Getting run over twice in one night is pretty good. <clears throat> Really, pretty heavy duty, especially when you're 26. You know, thinking you're invol- invincible. I thought I knew what pain was, but I really knew what pain was when I woke up in the hospital for the next years. But that didn't do anything. It, maybe it did. Who knows? But I got loaded again as soon as I could. And that lasted five more years, getting loaded.
1: So there was no preconditioning to this. Kind of like you could
0: think so. I don't know. I don't know how it all comes together. I really don't. I don't really care, actually, now. I had those big moments, but then they seemed to fade away. I had this one that was really trippy. I was in a... And, of course, it was a beautiful setting, you know. It was in Bali, and it was a waterfall. And we walked into this jungle, me and my friend and her son. And we found a waterfall, and I went in the waterfall, and I felt like there was a living invitation there, and I said yes to it, Yeah. Something that was a presence or something, and then I was filled or actually absent. the whole sense of, of Paul just stopped, and my whole face changed. My girlfriend saw it, it was amazing. there was all the, all the adultness just dropped off, and I had like a kid's face again, and I was in this like interesting state for a couple hours, and I was just sitting there and just whatever, and then I heard a voice speaking from behind a rock. And it was speaking at me, yeah? I didn't couldn't recognize the voice, and it was pretty low. And it started getting a little louder, and it kept speaking at me, speaking at me, speaking at me. And then it changed into speaking as me, yeah? It was like a real subtle insertion, again, of the selfing, yeah? It was really trippy, it was speaking to me, to me, to me, or whatever, at me, and then as me. It just switched, and it just sort of like slipped into into the... Into the Saddle, you know what I mean. Even though the horse was a little wary, but it just slipped. Don't worry, it'll, it'll be different this time. Slipped in the saddle and then I went trotting off. And you know, you know, I couldn't mind much out of it, but it was pretty incredible. The, you know, the you know, the, like the drops of rain on the on the leaves in the jungle. You know, you're just tripping out. And then after a while, my girlfriend and I forgot it, and forgot it. So that happened. This came more like a thief in the night. So something suddenly entered and something shifted where I lost interest in all that stuff that I had a lot of interest in about getting out of self and finding liberation all like that. It all fucking dropped like in an hour, half hour. And, uh, and then I just entertained it. Yeah? And the entertaining opened me up to downloads that informed me of things, either energetically or informationally. Usually the information was about what I wasn't, yeah or what we're not and the energy was about what I am yeah the energy didn't translate into information but also information came so I could share these talks because I never prepare you know I just I'm at Kensington and then we walk in here and then it just goes for we just it just whatever happens happens yeah but the energy is a different download yeah it's like a It's just seeing your original face over and over again. Yeah? Yeah. Has a profound impact on the action figure here. Yeah. I mean you know, when I got sober, I never had a thought about drinking or drug use for twenty five years. The problem was is like it never existed. Because it never did exist. That's why it can seem like it never existed. That's a mind boggling event, really. For someone who couldn't... My whole life was defined by addiction. You know, I spent two years and three months in programs, a lot of time in jail, a lot of times in hospitals, all based on my drinking and using, yeah? To have that snipped at the bud and never come back is a pretty damn good demonstration of what mine is like, yeah? If you have the ability to be convinced, things can be over. Yeah? If you have the ability to be convinced, things can be over. Something that's just a possibility can become an absolute for you where there's no debate, no more discussion. It's a moot point. Yes? It's over. Yeah. You don't care why. You don't care how. You're just enjoying the absence of the whole conflict. (laughs) I found what more do you want, really? Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> your mind wants to make it something it does it's the only way you can understand it and this idea of getting something is to know it that's not getting it that's not getting it Yeah. you don't know it you find out about it it reveals itself through your life and through other lives and through life itself and then you find out about it you intimate its presence and if you don't die it gets really good yeah you can just stay in the physicality, seemingly, it can get really, really good. You'll know, you just be freed from so much shit. It's amazing. Yeah. You don't know how wonderful it is just to be in Friday. Mm-hmm. Really. The joy of just being here, where you're at, is so much more than enough. Yeah. Not to be totally swayed by thoughts taking you into there and then all the time. Your interest, and attention wedded to that preoccupation and addiction Mm. it's so wonderful when it's freed from that slavery and it's here to enrich one's life and enrich other people's lives
1: yeah do you still get angry? do you still have fear?
0: sure I don't have it but anger comes sure yeah I get mad that the Yankees lost, and the Red Sox are winning. I hate the Red Sox <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm pissed off. I won't watch t v <laughs> sure stuff like that happens they it, There's never been a you. They're not produced by the you. They just the what the U does is amplify them. Yeah Anger comes up. Fear is a valid emotion. You better have it in certain times in your life. Yeah. What most people are calling fear is mental anxiety. It's, uh, it, 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 it mimics the physiological effects of fear, but it's not fear; it's anxiety because there's no uh, apparent threat right now. Yeah, you're not responding appropriately because, but you're but in your head, the threats seem so real. Yeah. So, no, the anxiety doesn't happen, but fear does. So if I'm in the water, I surf a lot, and, uh you know, sometimes I'm over my limit. The waves are bigger than I can handle now. I'm getting older, so, yeah. There's the fear says, get out of the fucking water <laughs> fast, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, it's valid. That, that was, That's your dashboard here as an action figure, you know? Fear and anger and stuff like that. It indicates things are going on. Yeah, that doesn't get dismissed. It's the, the sense of being the one who has it gets dropped. And you cannot believe how much that's adding onto the fear and the anger and everything. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> the sense is that it's you is injecting so much meaning into those emotions and those thoughts. The thought is a vehicle The conditional mind injects meaning into the thought, yeah, that you suddenly seem to open up like a pinata. But the meaning came from the sense of being you represents a giant cloud, like you know, the computer cloud, a giant cloud of old ideas, concepts, beliefs, conditionings, yes? They find fruition or expression through the emotions and through the actions and through the thoughts, through the bridge of mind yeah so when when the thoughts are about something and yet they're about something in regard to Paul, that is a huge representative of tons of thoughts. and those thoughts get injected into that thought, or they get injected into that event, or they get injected into that relationship, and they get injected into the feelings, yes, and into the emotions, all that stuff. And now they're your emotions and they're your thoughts and they're your experiences and you cannot believe how much interpretation has been laden into those vehicles that you're thinking life's bringing to you you're, you're, you're getting your own you're receiving your own delivery Yeah. the mind is making heaven or hell all day all freaking day that's what it does and it's all pivoted on the you, yeah. We're not trying to try to move everything onto the heaven side because you can't. But take away the axis, and then the seesaw Stop seesawing. Yeah, it's you. You're the pivot. The sense of being a stationary, long-lasting, independent, separate entity, the doer, the haver. That's what's causing everything to be used to facilitate this this form of slavery. To tell you the truth, it's a form of freaking slavery. Can you imagine how much let's say you work for months and then you have a one beautiful sunny day and you can't even enjoy that day? You work so hard to go to Hawaii, when you get to Hawaii all you're thinking about is work. When you're at work all you're thinking about is Hawaii. You can't match the two at the right time. You know? It's nice to think about work when I'm working and it would be great to be experiencing Hawaii when I'm in Hawaii. Yeah? It's that simple. Blue becomes blue. You recognize red as red. Things become appropriate without any thought or effort on your part. All the cards get reshuffled, yeah, and then you find out if the card if the, by the, the the cards that are being dealt through you, and you realize a good tree cannot bring forth bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bring forth good fruit, and you'll know the tree by the fruit, yeah. The movement of selfing is the claim. It's a principle. Check it out. Something that doesn't have a life gets to have a life by claiming life. That's what it does. A mental parasitical movement doesn't have a life, can never have a life, but it claims a life. And it has a life, seemingly, by claiming. Yeah. The solution is that's an impossibility. That's the real solution to it. Yeah. But maybe if you seem to be in the problem, by recognizing the problem, it may give you some space with the problem, yeah? So if you see its movements, you know, they'll be they'll be re-echoed in every event. You'll see its basic movement is the claim, yeah? It, that's what it does. It doesn't have a life. How a parasite of that nature could stay and withstand the host's desire to throw it off is it has the host identified as it, Yeah. So it can do all the fucking shitty things it wants to go through you, and you'll never entertain that you can be free from it because you're identified as it. Yeah? You're gonna fight for it to be right. You'll die for it. Yeah. Every every expression coming through you, your voice box will say it's mine. You can't be more identified than that. When a foreign installment is expressing through this vehicle and what you believe you are is claiming every expression as its own, that's called identification as. That's the active root of the problem. And if you, when you finally see it, you'll see the problem is imaginary and there's even no need for a solution. You only need a solution when the problem seems real. When you see it from the solution... The solution informs you it's not so, therefore the solution goes too. You don't even have to have a special pocket for the solution. It's totally economical. You don't carry anything of excess. Yes? You're more economized than ever. That's called traveling lighter. You're not bringing into every moment the baggage of there and then. You're showing up. It's like being parachuted into every moment. (laughs) You're like, what? And then, okay. And then there's a response. And then the situations, the chairs change. And okay, and you're in an incredible state of alertness, but there's great rest there. There's great rest in it. You're always on, but there's great rest. You're not getting burnt out being always on. It's very incredibly relaxing in a way. Like, I went to High Park today. I was at High Park today. (laughs) I mean, I don't need to take pictures or a story. I was there. And so I can totally forget about High Park. I got all that High Park had to offer. I don't have to mind it for memories or anything else like that. It's gone. That's exactly how it should be. Because what never leaves is here. And now it's in another event. Yeah? And then this event will go, but what's at this event is never going to go. Yeah? If you really were at High Park, you'd have no thoughts about it. You would have been completely there, and when you left, it would be completely gone. <laughs> That's how it goes. It's a nice way to travel.
1: But if you're not at High
0: Park, then you have to prov- convince yourself you were there and tell every fucking person maybe you see. Maybe you have pictures of it. I, went, I was in Burma at this beautiful temple once this incredible place called Bagan, and it was all these dirt roads there's 5,000 temples on this arid plain in Burma, it's a wonder of the world and this one day we were sitting there you used to go at sunset and you'd watch the sun go down and see all the spires it's beautiful, and we're sitting on this temple, this pagoda, waiting for the sunset and we see this big cloud of smoke going up from the roads and it's this big bus comes Yeah, the bus pulls right up into the, at this temple we we're at, and all these tourists get out they walk right up to the temple, turn around, get pictures taken, and get back on the bus. Now they have the proof they were at the temple. Yeah, they have the picture. But were they at the temple? No, they weren't. Yeah. As soon as they saw the temple, they turned right away from it and got a picture of the temple with them in front of it and got back on the bus. But they have total proof. Oh, look at where I was. But were they there? I don't think so. I don't think that's the way to go. You know, you have many people. They're in this moment, but they're always moving into the next one, to the bigger, better one. I take hikes with people, and their mind's like three steps ahead of them. They're planning on the next hike next Saturday. You know, why not? You know, they may have all the evidence they've had a life, but they don't have any of the flesh and blood of it. There's, there's no pulse in that body. It's not. You're not alive. You've you've accepted a replacement, an interpretation, a mental interpretation, and you've given up the life. And the heist happens so quickly, you don't even know it. It's like they say in an authoritarian regime. A lot of people don't know they're in an authoritarian regime until they tickle the underbelly of it, and then they get whacked. You know? You could say like America is an authoritarian regime, and everything's okay as long as you don't rock the boat. But if you rock the boat, they'll come down on you super heavy, yeah? You, you have the illusion of choice, but one, on some levels you have no choice. Yeah? That's sort of what it's like under the fucking tyranny of selfie. You may have a sense, I can do anything I want, but you can't do anything you want. You can't even be here. <laughs> it's taken the greatest inherit right away from you and now you're addicted and enslaved to time (laughs) (laughs) what an insane thing and then we we complain about the particulars we miss the big picture like we saw a thing What does freedom look like for you from some investment thing? And they say they have this nice picture of this water and this lady's on this little canoe with a grand piano. That's what freedom looks like to me? Fuck, no way. That thing's going to sink and she's going to die. And who's going to get the piano off the fucking canoe? She isn't. No, it's way too much weight. But they're trying to supplant an idea. What No, we want freedom to look like this for you so that we can sell you it somehow. You know what I mean? I mean it's like the herd. I did a cartoon once, I wanted to put it in a magazine. There's like a there's a meat packing truck, you know, with a sign on it, and there's a slatted little uh, flatbed and there's all these cows in there. And obviously they go into the meat packing plant. And then there's and there's one that's looking up wide eyed, and I say the awakened one. It knows it's going to the meat packing plant. <laughs> at that moment really living like a fucking cow it's alive yeah (laughs) this is like having your hand on the pulse of life man. that's why you know those old monks they can do the same thing every day because it's new because they've got a vibrant flexible mind living yeah, they can do the same thing every day, cut wood, carry water, yeah, but it's the mind's reveling in that possibility because it's infinitely possible. Yeah. This isn't a passive this is a very active empowerment, tell you the truth in my view. Yeah, you become an authority, your own authority. Yeah. You become more of an individual when you give up individuality, when you realize it's impossible. Then you're more unique than fucking ever. Yeah? You allow, you're like a brush that's restraining the artist from painting by thinking it's the painter. When you surrender that role and you see you're the brush, then you may be used for a fucking beautiful masterpiece that's never noticed. Yeah? And we're all like brushes that a mind is expressing itself through. It's using us.
1: That's exactly the question that I want to
0: ask Paul, is that when this, when
1: this foreign installation of selfing starts to get removed and seen for what it is, then say propensities like surfing or whatever were inherent in the action figure before, without, all, without that verbing going on you know uh yeah. how does how does that change uh, and you're answering the question right now but uh, Well the I mean, thing is
0: when I when I go in the water I come yeah. out with a big smile on my face right. like when I was a kid So do
1: surfing before and surfing after that
0: Well I didn't surf when I was using drugs Oh I see yeah. Fuck! I didn't even go out. Right. Sun was my enemy. Right. I swear to God, once I w- went on coke to the beach, it was hell. <laughs> I swear to God, the sand was so hot, and I was flipping out. And it looks weird when you're wearing long sleeve shirts <laughs> <laughs> you have you have tra- your tracks on your right. arms. <laughs> it's not. I wasn't appropriate then. Right. But no, when I when I was freed from that slavery, I found the things I really like to do. Right.
1: Was there anything that you did before that you picked up afterwards that, and that you could compare? Uh... Oh, things I did before? Yeah. That you loved doing, that you did, but then after without the...
0: That well, it was to... difficult because a lot of things I loved to do were when I had two good legs, and then I got run over by a car, and right. then I couldn't run anymore, which I used to run, yeah. and I couldn't do a lot of sports anymore. So I've had two different like yeah. action figure right before yeah. the accident and after the accident so a lot of things and it took me a long time to get back in the water because my leg was so damaged I couldn't put a fin on it yeah. and uh, yeah it was just wild so it was, took a long time to get back to be able to do a lot of things I like to do yeah. you know. but then again you know I guess you could say you learned a lot from that Yeah, Cause I hurt my neck in the water and the guy said I'm never going to be able to surf again and I looked at him and I said, he says, "Is that going to be all right with you?" And I said, "Well, I've given up things I've loved before, so yeah. you know what I mean. If I've got to give up surfing. It's fine. It's the way it goes. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have the ability to fit yourself around circumstances mm-hmm. instead of trying to fit them around you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that ability is you, you have it. It's, your mind's very flexible. To tell you the truth. Wondering it's, more
1: like, say, you know, someone's a you know jazz musician before." and they can still be and still earn their living let's say as a jazz musician after and how the removal of that false thing going on would affect the ability to yeah, yeah. jazz before
0: and after yeah. I don't know I feel like I'm a jazz player when I do these talks right. that's all I'm doing I'm riffing on the same theme every day every talk trying to find different notes to express yeah, yeah? it's very yeah. uh it's cool. So I'm improvising constantly. So mm-hmm. it's like it's like verbal jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a cool note to go for. It's, it's impossible to reach. So you keep you can always keep trying to play it. So you play around it. It's great. Guess you're on the note. <laughs> you're on the note. I can answer that
1: question. Huh? being constantly enslaved um, by concepts of self when you're playing music, everything you do has the label of self and there's a constraint there, even if you're playing with other people, but as soon as you lose that the effect is that the energy uh, or the spirits come through you and they play through you, you become, the body becomes the vehicle and everything you know yeah. uh, it serves the, the moment so it's very much in the now jazzness jazz yes. um, and it's not never about the small self, the individuation, but the actual inherent corporeal realization of the view in the sound, and the vibrational yeah. energy. Of the self disappears. Yeah. The skill set remains. So the skill set. Yeah. Uh, well, so you can get that. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah, that's cool. So instead of being playing the music, you are the you, music. Yes. Right. You just with this is what every art teacher it's tells the artist to get out of the way yeah. and it do it yourself. But and it's you a very, it's a very, you know, for me, I've found that it's a very, it's a selfing thought to go, oh my God, if I continue in this direction, the will to do anything that I loved before and that I made my living at, what if that goes away too? She so yeah, 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 to is. Yeah. getting unplugged. Yeah. yeah but then jazz just continues or, or surfing continues or whatever. You'll
0: be, you'll find the seat assignment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it always happens. That way.
1: Right.
0: right. Eh? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it, eh? Any more questions? Well, Yes? so you say that the self is always looking at the,
1: the past and the future which is, which is certainly true um, but do you think there's a, there's a benefit to looking at the past and future sometimes?
0: you can learn, sure it's not the self that's doing it it's selfing yeah selfing leads the mind to look into an imaginary past or future there is no self it's just selfing and the selfing insinuates and infers something to the mind and the mind makes the leap self couldn't look anywhere doesn't have the animated eyes to see. That's consciousness and awareness, yeah.
1: So when you plan for the future for something like this talk here, and you're going to plan how to get here and everything else. I'm
0: pretty bad at it. <laughs> to tell you the truth. I sent the wrong itinerary to Rob about four days before I came here. <laughs>
1: even, though, even though this future might not have happened. Might not have came here for this talk, like yeah, that. yeah. You couldn't have been here, but still, you you had plans. I do for this very. So how do you good. how do you rationalize that?
0: Um, I don't need to rationalize <laughs> it. I, there's <laughs> like this one teacher talks about it like the working mind, yeah. So the other day, I got to Rob's house and I I locked myself out of the house on this deck with only a pair of shorts on, and uh, I left a kettle on the oven on, so I knew and so. What happened is, my mind, my working mind assessed the situation. I would moved things away from the kettle. It's not going to start a fire, but it's going to burn. It's going to whistle, and if someone is home, they'll hear it, or it'll just burn, you know, until the water's gone. And I looked, I said, I can't climb down, and could. And then I saw a a, a broom. I could break one of the windows if it got bad. Something happened, and then I just, that was it. The working mind did its job, assessed the situation, and then it receded. And I had the longest workout I've done in a couple of years. Because <laughs> I sat out there for two hours. <laughs> Got some sun, stretched, yoga, until Rob came home. And then it melted the plastic on the kettle. <laughs> the, whole, the top of the kettle just melted. I've been out there so long. And then, you know, I'll buy a new kettle.
1: Because I'm thinking, like, if you, were, if you could truly be, like, when you're surfing or, you know, people do certain activities and they're completely in, immersed in it, which yeah. I've heard of it called flow before. Yeah. You wouldn't be planning anything at that stage. but if you Well, it's not necessary,
0: life, you know. You may have planned to get into the water, but you don't need to plan anymore after you're in the yeah. water. But you need to plan in order to get there. Yeah, so yeah. That's part of life. So. You have the ability. You have an aspect of mind that does that pretty well sometimes. So you just recognize... That it's just a mental process. Of all it is, planning. all there is. There's no one you do it. No one doing it. Why is it that planning implies that there's a planner? Mm-hmm. That's all our interpretation. The mental conditions interpretation of planning is there must be a planner. Why not plan? Just what planning be? Yeah, where everything that's planned loosely. Yeah. Because it's you. There's a lot of unintended consequences, circumstances can happen. Like I could have, yeah. you know. For sure. Yeah. If this, if the sun would have went down, I would have been fucking cold on that deck, you know? I only had a pair of shorts on. And would dealt it then. And I would have missed the meeting tonight. Or the uh, first night. Yeah. Now I plan, there's planning, but there's not, it's not I'm planning. Yeah. Mm. You know, like, again, like Raman Maharshi said, you don't have to give up possessions, give up the possessor. You don't have to give up planning, give up the planner. Yeah? By giving up the planner, planning doesn't necessarily stop because it wasn't dependent on a planner. Yeah? The mind is going to be planning if it's presenting itself in time. It needs to check out what's going to happen. Yeah? You know what I mean? So planning doesn't imply a planner. It's insinuated and we believe it's so. But that's the aspect of selfing. It takes a verb and it uses it to point at a noun. An imaginary now, just like you could have this bottle. Everyone sees a bottle, and then if when I call it my bottle, it's now being used to infer that there's someone who owns this bottle. Yeah, planning my plans. And now it's being used by the by the selfing to point to the one who's planning. Yes, this is how it facilitates the bondage. This thing is just a bottle, but then when as soon as it becomes my bottle, it's pointing. To the owner of the bottle. Thought, my thought. Pointing that there's a thinker. Feeling, my feeling. Pointing that there's a feeler. Yes? that's The, the feeling isn't point, isn't doing it. It's just, it's being used by the mental process to point, And then the mind, being in ignorance, in a sense, makes the leap. And goes, oh, I am that which is being pointed at. And it has a lot of ideas of what that is. Like tons of them yeah and now that you're the one who has the bottle, the bottle now is given meaning b- by that, and now this bottle can have tons of meaning. It could start a huge fight between me and Joe <laughs> no that's my bottle yeah fuck you blah blah huge giant riot could stop start with my bottle that's a huge amount of meaning it's just a bottle my, no, it isn't it's my bottle yeah. <laughs> That's what it's doing all day if you can see it I'll tell you something it has that seeing it initiates a change yeah because what would initiate a change in a dream would be the dreaming of it yeah the dreaming of it if that changed the dream would change wouldn't it? yeah well here the one who's viewing this is giving this all the meaning it has if that changes, this is going to lose influence, and that's going to have a great influence. Yeah. See it. Simple as that. Thought, my thought. Feeling, my feeling. Seeing, I'm seeing. It changes everything. At that point, the conscious contact is forgotten, for all intents and purposes, and is replaced by an interpretation. And now we've been led, and fed, and now have a uh, wrestling in this interpretation which is spacing us out from the possibility that's available right now. Like you would say, here's a possibility and the mind wants to now make Monday more important than this possibility. Or it could be the next minute, or it could be when I get home to get the agendas, Yeah, The mind's constantly attempting to devalue now by valuing more there and then. And yet you get disappointed when you get to the mythical there because it turns into here. (laughs) And therefore you've got to make another mythical there to devalue this and then live for that. And then, oh, when I get there, it's going to be so great. No, it's going to be here again. Yeah, And it's slavery. You go on and on and you keep moving from one false oasis to the next false oasis, And you have a story about how quenched your thirst was, but you're still fucking thirsty. How much did it quench you if you're still thirsty? Yeah. This is the opposite. There's a satisfaction and a contentment that chills out the seekings, chills out the agitation. Your mind now becomes calmer and it can reflect what's so very, very, very cleanly. And it recognizes nothing. Instead of being calling nothing, nothing, it realizes everything is that. Yeah. It gets weaned off of me giving so much, so much meaning to things, and now it's giving meaning to nothing. And nothing is the gift that keeps on giving. It's never ending because there's no quantity to it. It's nothing. It's not defined by any quota or weight. It's always available at all times. And you're the access. You're the threshold right at this moment. yeah. Like people used to talk about that god hole that they're always trying to fill up with drinking and sex and drugs. Well, that god hole is a portal. If you don't fucking fill it up, something's coming out. Nothing is coming out into your life. You've been closing the door. You took it to be a hole. It's not a hole. It's a portal. Yeah, it's an avenue for something to enter. <laughs> and you're blocking its entrance. <laughs> yeah. huh? We'll sit here all weekend and then you'll just be immersed in this energy. And it's going to have an impact. It does. Yeah, It rests in you and it soaks into you. It's like a thief in the night. You don't even know it's occurred. yeah. But then you travel lighter, like this lady shared with me. This is what happens. What caused that? Nothing. Something just tickled your own mind. And now your mind's rippling in a different way. Yeah? If you have something you love to do, it's great if you have the opportunity to do it because it's like a free sample. Yeah? People would pay tons of money if they could be happy like when they were a kid. I just go in the water and I'm happy like when I was a kid. It never fails. So, I'm motivated to go there. That sounds fucking like sanity to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> if you find something that works, why do I want... It? Well, should it be worth... Who gives a shit? Dive in. Yeah? I mean that to me seems like common sense. Maybe you're getting too much into it. <laughs> Give me a fucking rape, Jesus! You won't even allow yourself to enjoy something that works. Yeah. <laughs> There's not why. Forget about why. It doesn't lead anywhere. All it does is amplify the questioner. Yeah. It does. The questioner doesn't want an answer. It wants to have a question. Yeah? Just this is an invitation. Let it in. Yeah, it's not going to do you any harm and you don't have to pursue it or be vigilant about it. Have faith in mind. Yeah. Your mind has the ability to respond to this invitation quite easily. It doesn't need your help. It doesn't need to start doing and trying to read more about it. Just walk around and entertain what you hear and see if it becomes so for you. Yeah? And then you'll be the living fucking scripture yourself. Yeah? It's been working with me. And I have no, I have no qualms by offering it. If I thought you needed to do something about it, it wouldn't be appropriate to offer this or to share it. But this is an introductory offer, and the product is you. <laughs> you are already the product. You just not may not may not know it. That's all. I'm just here to throw some certainty that you may be that. Yeah. And the people who've come before, it's validated them uh, in their own lives. What more do you want? Have you seen people who get obsessed with enlightenment? What is this enlightenment actually, what is it actually used for, to produce suffering? Because they don't think they're there. Isn't that amazing? You have such a noble idea, yet the mind uses it just to produce more mental suffering. That's insanity to me. Yeah? I'd rather drop any idea of enlightenment, yeah? To to forego that insanity. Because if your mind thinks it's noble to be free and it keeps pointing out you're not, you're gonna fucking suffer unbelievably. This is way more than enough i free from the need to be liberated. It's a joy. It's a joy not expecting this moment to lead to a bigger and better moment. Yeah. To finally arrive in your own life. Yeah. I mean, I don't get cheated anymore. Every day. Um, every moment I'm there. Every fucking day. Yeah? I see well, everything that's been offered to see. I hear everything that's been offered to hear. I've been felt everything that was been offered to feel. Yeah? I received the gift of this day to the best of my ability. Yeah? Day in and day out. For years. What more do you want? You <laughs> amount a bigger size of a package? That's not what was offered. Yeah? You get everything you need in the size and the quantity that is needed. Yeah? And you have the ability to be grateful for it because you it's just a joy to be there to answer the door when the, uh, when the delivery arrives. And not say, oh, that's not what I was w- waiting for because I'm not waiting for fucking anything. So I can recognize when it shows up. I don't have any idea of how I want it to be so it can be what it's like. And I can recognize it. It's great. You know how many times I was looking for love and I was denying it because it wasn't in the right package I wanted it to show up with? Fuck. And I was dying from that lack of love. But I was right as hell. (laughs) And alone. No. Entertaining is like you're looking out an open door and you see what shows up and you see it go and you see the next thing that shows up and after a while the space is all that remains and has always remained and you realize that's the only thing that's truly so is the space that's allowing things to appear in it and you and I are of that nature we may seem to be in a body but we're of the nature of space we don't come and go this thing that we're calling us is appearing in us and it's going to appear to come and it's going to appear to go but what we are hasn't gone a damn hasn't gone anywhere yeah so that's that for tonight right yes more doesn't work in this realm you're not going to get it if like we can have it all nighter it doesn't ensure that you're going to get it you won't, yeah, you'll, just, you'll get a your ass will hurt and shit like that maybe that will prove that something is working but this is just a simple invitation it's already in there yeah, let it breathe a little bit your head will try to make it something try to see that, yes you'll try to come through the skylight the back door, the side door, the front door you'll try to grab it try to claim it, because it's got to neuter it it's got to make it something because it just we cannot withstand uh, being in the same space because it disappears. It's never was so. Yeah. So. You know. Hopefully you come back and we'll hang out again and. Uh, yeah. So that's it, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> Is that right, Morris? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for coming. It's very pleasant.